Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Paradox. This is Josh. And I'm Jimmy. I wonder what old Margaret Thatcher is up to nowadays. What is she up to? Well, actually, she's, she's down to six feet. Six feet tall? Was she bigger than she's that? She's planted six feet under. Oh, she's dead? She is worm dirt. Uh, as we say in the business, she's belly up. Her picture, she does look ghostly. You're looking at a picture of her? Yeah. You know what I say? She's dead. Of course she's dead. She had to be. She was in like her 60s and the 80s. Well, people. The Iron look. Lady. Hold ne- on, hold on, hold on. Wikipedia is pulling up. She died oh, in 2011. She, huh? She died in 2011. Did she? I don't know. Is that when it? Uh, 13. She, she died in 13. She died in 13. She was a British stateswoman. I actually worked when I was with the Bass Brothers. With Margaret Thatcher? Yes. What? I worked with Margaret Thatcher. That's weird. In 1980. So I worked for the Basses between 82 and 80, 82, 84, I guess. And she came to dine at one of the Basses' homes. And so I worked closely with her and her 200-person security team. And I was allowed within a five-mile perimeter. Is she the one that stole the TV? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Iron Lady. She's running. <laughs> Who was it? A, a lady with a giant bouffant hairdo after her. Why are we talking about Margaret? Because we're talking about politics. Oh, Lord. I'm annoyed at us already. We're talking about politics, and we're talking about how everything is politics. I don't ever remember. I don't, and I lived through some politically uh, tumultuous times. Like the Reagan years? Well, like the 70s, Kent, the 60s, Kent State, where like National Guardsmen were killing students. And well, okay, I was a relatively small child when that was going on. But I just don't ever remember a time in which everything, everything is in your face, in your face politics. Everything. You can't watch a sp- Sporting event without someone kneeling. And or commenting on someone, someone not kneeling. kneeling. Yes. You can't watch a sitcom unless someone is going to make declare some political statement and everyone in the audience cheer. You can't watch a weather forecast without a jab at global warming deniers. It's it, it, There is no place you can go to get away from this constant You just named political... three examples of liberals jabbing at conservatives. It, it does happen the other way. Just not in... <laughs> We're not talking. We're not talking. We're yeah. not talking politics. And, but a good point. <laughs> it's just you know education. Rule out Fox News. Well, of course news. We, is where we you're can't talk get politics. politics. You're about to get it. Yes, we're not going to talk nope, about nope, politics. Nope, nope, Let's nope. just hold the whole point. So Ugh, it's talked about too much. And now you can't even talk about your faith without having to take a political stand. You know about the cause of the day. There are people. There are churches that have called us evangelical. Asking, a political word. Asking yes. When, since when did that become a political word? And yet it has. And there have been churches call us asking where we stand on 
what would be considered political issues as to whether they were going to send people to be counseled uh, with us or not. The topic today is within our, within our just us personally, and also within our families, how do we handle politics when everything is politics in our homes? The problem. There's a problem when, well, there's a spiritual problem when we make everything to be about. Yes, Law. Oh. I'm waving my hand. Are you getting happy? Yep. Keep you start running here Keep in a minute. Going. Keep going. There's um, a spiritual problem. Mm-hmm. When everything's politics, because it's as though we're saying politics is the answer. Back in the 70s, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Today, Above him there's, there's no other. Jesus is the way. Bum, bum, bum. Fox News is the answer <laughs> for the world today. For Jimmy today. today. Above him, other than Trump, there is no... It's like politics is the answer of everything. And there's a problem with that. Now, what I'm going to do, and there's going to be some people that take umbrage. They're going to take umbrage. And it almost hurts me when someone uh, umbrageizes me. Yeah, I don't love umbraging. But I'm going to quote... Many of you are familiar with C.S. Lewis, right? He wrote Lord of the Rings and and Beowulf and the uh, Apostle... Epistle of John. But y'all know C.S. Lewis and, and the book, The Screwtape Letters. Now, he had a lot of really good things to say about politics in The Screwtape Letters. No, I've never read Screwtape. Really? Well, it's very fascinating. Yeah, it's just C.S. Lewis is what it but is. But I don't like fiction. But his fiction is not fiction. But it's fiction. I love nothing but fiction. This is a fake quote that went around for a long time, you know, I'm attributed to C.S. Umbridge. Lewis. And I take your umbrage. I need to look up the word umbrage. But C.S. Lewis, I know he didn't say this. There were some really good things that he did say about politics in the screw tape letters. This just happens not to be one of them. However, whoever wrote this and, and attributed it to C.S. Lewis was an idiot. Own this. I mean, this is a great thing. And this speaks more to what I want us to be talking about today than possibly even what C.S. Lewis actually said. Here's what the, the fake quote is. My dear Wormwood, be sure that the patient... And again, this is the human being that's being tempted by Satan. Be sure that the patient remains completely fixated on politics, arguments, political gossip, and obsessing on the faults of people they have never met serves as an excellent distraction from advancing in personal virtue and character and the things that the patient can control. Make sure to keep the patient in a constant state of angst, frustration, and general disdain toward the rest of the human race in order to avoid any kind of charity or inner peace from furthering, uh, furthering uh, to develop. Ensure that the patient continues to believe that the problem is out there in the broken system rather than recognizing there is a problem within himself. Whoever did that should have taken credit for this quote and not dumped it on Lewis. But I think in a nutshell, that's kind of what we're talking about. If we talk about, if if we are talking about politics constantly, if our children see that we're just sniveling and griping and about politics constantly, then they're going to say, well, hmm, what's the priority here? What is the most important thing here? Who's Lord here? Is, is politics Lord? Or is Jesus Lord? Because I don't see it. You know, the old thing about, I'll tell you how, what kind of a faith you have by looking at your checkbook and your calendar. You know, where do you spend your money and where do you, what do you do with your time? Well, our kids 
can tell by the conversations that we're having what's the most important thing. And most of our children, probably in a lot of homes, are hearing nonstop discussions about politics. I just wanted you to jump in at any point. (laughs) Oh, I'll jump. I'm jumping. You, You might take umbrage with what I'm about to say. I did look that word up, and you used it correctly. Did I really? Yeah. It was a 50-50 shot as to whether I, I used that correctly. Incorrect. Oh, okay. So I had to do several spellings to find the word. Now, we have said this a million times, and we will say it a million more times. It ultimately, focusing and making everything politics, it misses the mark. Yes. And I this might be coming into solutions too quickly. It is. But it misses the mark. It, it focuses on earthly matters not only being the problem, because that's often what's discussed p- politically, the conjecture, it's it's what's the problem, mm-hmm. we're discussing problems, but it either covertly or overtly sets up politics as the solution. Correct. Which is a complete missing of the mark of the conversation, for believers at least. Yes. It makes sense as a humanist to set my exactly. solutions up yes. within humanity, but it completely misses the mark. If you're a humanist, might makes right which then makes politics everything. You know, politics is the religion. Politics is God. So, yes. And I, I remember uh, Andy Bannister. We talked about uh, sin and suffering and kind of loving God exists with suffering in the world. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, the problem isn't on God not being powerful enough and not loving enough to remove it. Like, if he removed sin and suffering, he'd have to remove people. Yes. So we are the issue. Mm-hmm. We're the reason for sin and suffering. We're the reason for all the issues that is talked about politically. And if we're the issue, we can't be the solution. It Absolutely. has to come yeah. from outside of us. You know, we've said it before, but in, in a situation like this where everything is so red hot about everything, that parents, we set the emotional tone of the home. Our children don't need to take on our emotional burden. Our children don't need to assume our anxiety. We are, uh, well, no, we're not currently. We just got through watching on on Amazon. It was called Home Fires, uh, another British drama uh, set during World War II. Did it star uh, Margaret Thatcher? It did not. Uh, She's dead. But it was about a, a, a village in England during World War II before America joined the war. When Margaret was alive. Yes. We had one of the guys that went off to fight, and then he came back on leave, all really disturbed by the Nazis and what he saw. And so he begins teaching his minor child how to bayonet people and how to dig foxholes. And they're coming, and they're going to disembowel you and rape your mother when they get here. And he just freaking the kid out. We don't want to freak our kids out because of our anxiety. You can have anxiety. You can have political thought. You can be a member of the Tea Party or Antifa. It does, as long as you keep it to yourself, as far as the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Because our kids are going to take on the emotional burden of the sky falling, and they have not enough synapses connected to deal with that. Yeah, anytime I have a teenager with a political opinion, I just want to slap them. Aren't they cute? I want to slap them. You automatically know where that comes from. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They don't know enough. To have an opinion, mm-hmm. and yet they have one due to parents' dribble within the home. Drivel. Drivel, I say. Drivel. It sounds as though we're saying, don't ever talk about politics in the church. But that's not what we're saying, because there, there obviously is a place. The real famous quote by Martin uh, Niemer, uh, Niebuhr, 
who basically said, you know, the, the real, real famous quote, virtually everyone, again, this he was a Lutheran minister oh, yeah, Martin. in Germany we go way back. during World War II. He was a very vocal critic of uh, Hitler. When you say Niebuhr, are you talking about Reinhold? No, Martin. Hold on a second. I, uh, phonetically, so it's it's Niemer, Niemler, Niemler, Niemler. I'm, I'm still Niemler. confused to who this person is. Okay, well he's a he's a Lutheran. I take umbrage with your pronunciation. Pretty famous quote. He was in prison. He was put in concentration camps the last seven years of the war because of him being outspoken about Hitler, and because there was a time during for for Christianity in in Nazi Germany where they kept their yapper shut except for the Bonhoeffers of this world. But Martin was very famous for saying, first they came for the socialist, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I didn't speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I didn't speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no, love at, no one left to speak out for me. So there is a place. In fact, there's probably a duty in some capacity. So we're not saying that a Christian can't stake a political stand, can't run for office, can't, you know, whatever. It's just, it are we... It can't be all that we talk about. Is it our God? Yeah, and basically. it becomes our God the more and more we talk about it and put faith in it. But there is sort of this Christian dilemma. Is taking a political stand a defiance of the will and the sovereignty of God? No. We have to be able to take political stands, but it's it's where, where does our hope lie? Mm-hmm. And where do the solutions lie? Like, I can vote and I can have opinions politically, but as a believer, the solution is never going to be war. It's never going to be guns. It's never going to be taxes. Pick a political discussion, and the solution, ultimate solution, isn't going to be that. It has to be the body of Christ. It has to be the church. And so we have opinions, and we can have it, and we can talk about them. But if it's all that we talk about, and if it's where our hope lies, and yes. where we believe the solutions lie, I think it becomes an issue. If that's where our hope lies and where the solution lies, it's a lie. Ooh. Somebody yeah. put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, I see what I did. Here's the solution, very quickly. And I want y'all to turn the volume up, because I don't want you to mishear what I'm saying. Get off social media. Get off. Get off social media. Our brains nor our souls were ever meant for 24-7 political turmoil. Just isn't. Just isn't. There was a there was a, a, a Pew Research study I just read this morning that said about the, the 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 skyrocketing anxiety rates among American adults because of social media political turmoil. Is and, this is this thing on? Yes. Can you hear me? Uh -huh. But you're on Twitter. I think you wanted to change your name, middle name, to Twitter at one point. Well, true. I'm not. I'm not a blue check um, <laughs> because <laughs> I. But it's not for lack of trying. You, you have we to have, have over a hundred followers. <laughs> we have tried so hard to get that blue check mm -hmm. and and can't get it. But what I've done recently is because I realized I just chuckled when I saw the Pew Research article because and I, I I I told your mother I said. I, I'm constantly upset. I'm all, I'm upset all the time. I just want to, I ju I'm just so upset. And I'm, I'm reading these articles, reading these quotes from people. And I'm saying, listen to this. Da -da -da. And, I, and I just say, okay, this has to stop. This has to stop.
And so what I basically did is I culled out 50% of everyone I followed on Twitter. Well, Everything that was news-oriented, commentators, politicians, authors, you know, reporters. Colin Kaepernick. All of all. Were you following Colin? You mean following him like his movements so that I could pick a place to do him harm? No, I'm not. I'm not following Colin Kaepernick. What you just said is going to go out on the interwebs. Oh, it could get us banned. I don't think they can ban you off a podcast. Well, not can get you banned, but get the FBI on your doorstep. That's true. That's true. We take that back. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to hurt Colin Kaepernick, basically because I'm 60 and overweight and he's an athlete. And so if there was any hurting to be done, yeah, it wouldn't uh, be Colin. But here's the thing about social media. And let's take Twitter, for example. Only 20% of the U.S. population has a Twitter account. Now, that's something, actually, one in five. But the vast majority of those, it's not even active. But of that number that is active... Only 10% of those post 80% of the content and opinions. Unlike any other time in America, there's always been kooks saying kooky things. But now they're broadcast on, on, on social media and we go, oh my gosh, that represents a large number of people. We have crazy people trying to take over our country. So 10% of the 20%. Yes. Uh, put 80% of the content. Everyone else just goes, uh, hey, Uncle John, happy birthday. On Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs> so here's the thing. It's it's not real. You know, when we look at, at supermodels, it's not real. It's Photoshopped. We talked about it with body image the other day. It's not real. Well, these these opinions that are being espoused on social media aren't representative of the population in any stretch of the imagination. So it's, it's so in, in a way, it's unreal, even though social media inflames it to a, a, a level uh, that has never been seen before. So when it, when it comes to parenting and in our homes, any discussions that we have about politics or current events in our houses, they have to be tempered with a faith perspective. Our children require that. They have to have that balance. And I would just say, mom and dad, and I'm, this is not even rhetorical. This is, I'm asking, do our children see us kneeling in prayer more than they see us yelling at the TV? If not, we got a problem. And it's not one pol- particular political party. So our children have to see that we know who's in charge, that we know what the priorities are. If as a family, as a believer during this time, man, if, if Jesus' words at the end of the Sermon on the Mount don't kick in, Matthew 6.33, as parents, our job right now in our homes and our jobs in this society is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things that we're worried about, he said, that will be added unto you. He'll take care of those things. Our job is not to try to outscream the opponent. And man, you have just seen believers that have just almost sold their their Christian souls for a particular political candidate. You've seen preachers that have absolutely sold their souls. And it's just, it's pathetic. At some point, we've got to say, Jesus is Lord, 
you know, politics isn't. So it's up to us, though, to modulate that in our homes. Ultimately, for me, solutions comes down. We can't always be talking politics and turn everything into politics because it sets politics up as the solution. Politics, while a part of the solution, isn't the solution because it's run by humans and humans are the ultimate problem. So they can't be the it can't be the solution. Preach it, sister. With that said, we have to take personally or personal responsibility for we ourselves, one being a part of the problem, and two a huge part of the solution as believers. It's uh, N.T. Wright, he, uh, an author. Surprised by Hope uh, is a book that he has. He does a lot of great Christian theology books on we ourselves are invited to be a part of God's plan of bringing about God's kingdom here on earth, not whenever Jesus comes back. That's obviously ultimately when it will happen, but we have a great responsibility and a privilege to be able to be a part of that right now bringing God's kingdom on earth right now. And think about how our witness is damaged in a lost and dying world when we're blue in the face, sure. screaming at sure. people Absolutely. how evil they are. So we have to take personal responsibility that we are part of the problem and that we as believers can also be a part of the solution, God's ultimate solution. And this happens through service. It happens through helping your neighbor. It happens through building relationships. It happens through loving widows and orphans. It happens through actually moving your feet and not just flapping your jowls to actually do something. Uh, to that point, you know, just recently the whole Baltimore thing came up and all of that about how third world it is and it's rat infested and blah, 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 blah. One of the coolest things, and I, I noticed this, it kind of got through uh, other means by, you know, the political commentators that I all took off my Twitter. But a whole bunch of Christians showed up in that congressional district in Baltimore and started picking up trash. They just went through picking up trash. And I said, well, that may be the greatest thing ever. And the perfect example of what we're talking about. Yes. Let's just go help. You know, instead of yelling about the border, go help people on the border. Instead of yelling about mass shootings, try to minister to people with mental health problems and minister to families who are grieving. To your point, you know, sometimes St. Francis of Assisi, preach the gospel always and when necessary, use words. I think we have an extraordinary opportunity to be a witness in this darkness by doing what Jesus would do. Because if each of us believers took personal responsibility on being a part of God's solution, as a civilization, we need taxes, and obviously we need firefighters and police officers. It's not like we need the absence of politics, but if we as believers each took personal responsibility of being a part of God's ultimate solution, we wouldn't have to fight about politics. We would solve or at least go a long way in solving tons of the issues that we're sitting and fighting about. And ultimately, this world won't be completely healed this side of heaven until Jesus returns and makes all things new. But we can be, a, we can be such a bright light into your, I think you used the word hope, or what did you say? It was really good. I don't know what it was. We can be that by moving our rear ends instead of our mouths. Yep. So we can't, we're, we're just a part of more of the problem if we continue to just turn everything political. Agreed. 
If you want more information about this particular episode or any ones previously, you can go to paradoxpodcast.com. You can follow uh, Jimmy on all of his socials and all of his political rants. You can find those socials there as well. Actually, the reason I didn't get off Twitter is because the parenting articles, the counseling articles, you know, the, and the different and the the cute dog videos that keep me going. So, so I'm still engaged in it in that way, just not political. Yeah. So when you say get off social media, it's more with the political bent. Yeah. So you can find us on our socials there. And then we love you guys. Appreciate you for listening. We would hope you would review and share the show. Anything else? That's it. Godspeed. I feel better already. Yeah. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to therapywithbilly.com. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescar.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Paradox.